Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us. The Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live. We are here in L.A. Inside the convention center. Radio Row for Super Bowl 56. You had both teams introduced to the world last night as the NFL did their their opening night festivities. Uh, both the Bengals and the Rams introduced. Uh, Rams went first. They are the, believe it or not, visiting team in this event. And uh, Cincinnati will be dubbed the home team uh, coming up on Sunday. So uh, both of those teams introduced to the world last night. Uh, Cincinnati getting here today. L.A. obviously is here, and uh, Cincinnati getting here today. They'll begin uh, their their private practices and some of their more, uh, you know, ardent walkthroughs. And uh, we'll get, uh, obviously, some of the uh, Cincinnati stations, some of the L.A. stations that will be here on Radio Row. We'll start to really break down the game and continue with uh, celebrities and such and uh, guests on the program live in person. And uh, we're waiting for Justin Jefferson. And that's what you do here. You know, you kind of hurry up and wait. He is uh, doing some stuff for Old Spice. And Old Spice has been taking him all over. And he wants to come over. Uh, you know, his people kind of knew who we were, I guess, and said, you know, hey, yeah, we'd love to come over and join you. So right now we are awaiting Justin Jefferson, who is uh, still filming some things for Old Spice. And as soon as he's available, we're told he is going to swing by, so which, will, which will be fantastic. So we're going to get a chance to talk to him coming up here uh, shortly. Hey, uh, another piece of, of news coming out of the NFL. Uh, this one was the uh, video has now surfaced. Uh, the surveillance shows the uh, New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara punching a man approximately approximately eight times before Kamara's associates proceeded to stomp on this guy several more times while he was on the ground in the Las Vegas casino Early Saturday morning, according to the police report from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, Kamara was later taken into custody, as we know. He was interviewed by police, arrested, charged with battery, resulting in substantial bodily harm, booked in the Clark County Detention Center. He was released after posting bail. Uh, The man who was knocked unconscious sustained an orbital fracture to his right eye, among some of the other injuries. But uh, the worst part of this video surveillance was the fact that uh, this guy, uh, the man said he started a conversation with one of the members of Kamara's group while he was waiting for an elevator as he was leaving uh, the Cornwell Casino at uh, at uh, Drace After Dark Club on South Las Vegas Boulevard about 6.30 in the morning. When the elevator doors opened, a man started to walk in toward the elevator along with a large party, but a man later identified as Kamara put his hand on the victim's chest to stop him, basically saying, no, this is our elevator. The man said he then pushed Kamara's hands off his chest. Kamara then pushed him hard enough to cause the man to stumble backwards and fall down. And after the man recalled being hit and then kicked by multiple people, losing consciousness. This was all over. A guy just wanted to use an elevator. And they beat the hell out of him. And the video surveillance now jibes with what the guy was telling the police department. Uh, At the very least... Uh, after Kamara's associates were punching the man in the face, Kamara lunged towards the man and punched him approximately eight times, including three times after he had already fallen to the ground. Um, it, you know, that's it, that's just, you know, not. First of all, what really bothers me about this is the entourage part of it, where this group mentality where you can just go wailing on people bothers. It always has pissed me off when guys do this, when these groups do this. Uh, this guy just wanted an elevator, apparently, and it all coincides with what the video t- in the video account says with what the man had told them. Kamara rested, released, but uh, now looking at charges uh, of assault and bodily injury 
His uh, people are looking at the same. In addition to that, you would assume at some point the league is going to step in and most likely suspend him as well. Uh, because, again, uh, the, you know, there's always accusations, but the video evidence we look at in a much different light in today's day and age. You all go all the way back to the Ray Rice incident after the, uh, the domestic violence charges, and all of a sudden you get the video of him punching, knocking out his, uh, I think it was either fiancé or girlfriend, and then throwing, just dragging her, throwing her into an elevator and then dragging her back out of the elevator. And once we saw that, that, that pretty much ended his career. Now Alvin Kamara is trying to, uh, you know, kind of salvage what he has of his, and he most likely will, but the fact is that uh, once the video's leaked out, there's going to be a whole load of judgment upon this guy, and we are all going to see it, and uh, and it just doesn't bode well. It doesn't sound good for him, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. So those are the two pieces of real kind of news coming out of the world today other than something uh, related, so to speak, to, uh, you know, to the the Super Bowl. Uh, In the meantime, you do have some NBA uh, scores as far as to go. You got coming up tonight, you got the Bucks on the road right here across the street taking on the Lakers. Bucks uh, 34 and 21 on the season, but they're taking on the Lakers tonight. So there's a little bit of a buzz for Giannis to be in. And the Bucks, Bucks, by the way, have steadily climbed back into the top of the Eastern standings. And uh, and the the Bucks are sitting at 34 and 21, only a game now behind the Miami Heat in that sense. So you got the the Bucks playing some decent basketball right now. And uh, meanwhile, Brooklyn Nets have faltered. There's some talks uh, about trading possibly. Uh, possibly Harden uh, for uh, you know for whatever they can get maybe maybe making hey by the way Ben I got to ask you uh, there was a rumor that James Harden for Ben Simmons straight up would you do it oh my I would fall over and start crying if that happened I might actually yeah. start watching they, basketball again they were uh, they were talking about that that there was a possibility for uh, James Harden to be dealt but would they do it with Philadelphia straight up. And no. I thought the first first person I thought of was you. They'll ask for more. I said I, I I haven't watched the NBA since the Ben Simmons thing started. I'm not giving my money to the Sixers or anything. Um, so it would <laughs> it would make me a basketball fan again. I've completely yeah. boycotted them since this whole disaster started. I uh, I will say this: the Bucks uh, on a three game or excuse me on a three game win streak, and uh, over the last ten they've won seven. In the meantime, the hottest team in basketball right now, really both of them, uh, Phoenix and Golden State. Phoenix sitting at forty three and ten, Golden State forty one and thirteen seems to have their you know their thing back on track. Memphis thirty seven and eighteen. It's it's amazing. Memphis would be leading the East, but they are seven games back in the West. That's how good Phoenix and Golden State have both been. Uh, the best team in the East right now is the Miami Heat at 35 and 20. They have won three straight as well. Uh, and you know, one of the things that the the Bucks had always prided themselves on um, is it, it was um, you know their their margin of victory. Right now, the largest margin of victory in the NBA belongs to the Golden State Warriors. They're averaging 8.3 points per game margin of victory. Phoenix number two. And then after that, you've got uh, the Miami Heat at four and a half points per game. Even Utah, Utah six points per game, but the Bucks just four four points per game margin of victory, which uh, is 
It sounds like I mean it's in par on par with a lot of other teams, but for a team that at one point in time just a couple of years ago was averaging double digits, it's a little bit down, a little bit disconcerting for for the Milwaukee Bucks because down the stretch, especially when you get into the postseason, you're going to have to shoot lights out and play really good defense. And uh, sometimes this team doesn't necessarily do that. So uh, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about that. Um, so we're awaiting Justin Jefferson. He should be joining us coming up here shortly, I think, uh, here in bottom of the hour. Bottom of the hour. we got actors at the bottom of the hour. We've got Gary Myers. At the, we have no idea. We have no idea. No idea what the hell is going on. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. This, this, is, this is what happens when you get... Um, this is what happens when you get um, a lot of different people uh, on different times. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll figure it all out. We'll figure it all out. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, uh, I got a couple of emails here. You know what, guys? Uh, I guess you're having some trouble over on YouTube. It's not us. Everything's great here. Sound, ben, sound okay? Yeah. Yeah, the sounds, it must be YouTube because we're not having any problems anywhere else. Maybe they heard me talk about the tank tops in the first segment. They were like, Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But uh, everything sounds good here. Everything's, there's nothing to jiggle and there's no problem. Wait, is McAfee uh, taking up all the bandwidth? Maybe he is. That's a good point. Maybe he is. He's got what? He's got five guests on the set right now. And uh, because he's doing his thing. And I don't know if you're watching McAfee at all, but he's doing his thing with four or five guests on the set. I can't see if there's somebody behind the TV, but he's got his thing going on. On the other side of me, Jim Rome's doing his show right now. Out in front of me, they're taping the sports grid with uh, Scott Farrell, uh, Farrell on the bench. Uh, they've got uh, live from L.A., which is uh, some of the NFL stuff and some of the local L.A. TV stuff going on. Fox Sports Radio has yet to start back up which they'll get underway uh, a little bit later on with, uh, with uh, uh, Gottlieb. And um, let's see here. What else do we have here for you? NFL Sirius Radio is doing their thing right now, along with ESPNU, who are also up on the stage. And then there's XM, which is uh, and Westwood One, which are both getting ready to get underway. Their shows start here in about 45 minutes. So, I mean, it, it, those are major stages. Now, that doesn't even con- that doesn't even constitute the rest of the bandwidth when you talk about what's going on here on Radio Row, is for, which has gotten a lot busier over the last 24 hours for uh, for people that are running around here. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break, kind of get things back together. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live out here in L.A. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, and we are glad you're with us. Uh, broadcasting live out here in LA in the convention center. Getting you ready for Super Bowl 56 as, uh, well, you know, you got Cincinnati and L.A. taking one another on. Opening night was last night. Teams get back at it uh, tomorrow when it comes to practices and such. And uh, Cincinnati will land uh, a little bit, I think a little bit later on today if they're not here already. And then, uh, you know, obviously uh, you get, uh, you know, three practices, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You get it all together and then you... (laughs) What's going on? <laughs> you been sit down, man. 
Come, yeah, come on in. Doesn't matter. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. I'm hugging people live on the air here. How you doing? For those people watching, uh, uh, yeah, right, exactly. There you go. Uh, joining us at the table here is our, our buddy, longtime buddy. Randy Grimes is hanging out. I was wondering, there's not many people that walk up behind me and kiss me with a oh, beard. you deserve beard. it, man. You're so sexy. <laughs> How you been? I'm good, man. Good How to are see you. you. It's like uh, reunion time. I know. 13th straight year. Yeah, I know. Crazy, this, huh? Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, 13 years. 13 How for me that? it is. How yeah. long for you? It's about the same. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's Miami trying. was my first one okay. back in, I guess that would have been the 2010. Maybe we were right after that. But it was like 2010. No, because uh, 2010, well, 2010 was Miami. 2011 was Dallas. Right. And it's been ever since. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. God, it's been that long. Yeah, Holy man. You know, time Dallas, flies. Dallas, that's when we did an uh, interview on it. I mean, uh, intervention on air. Yes. Yes. You remember that was, all that? Jim right. Smith and all that? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that seems like 100 years ago. How you been? Good. How about you, man? I, I'm I great. I keep up with you on Facebook. I know. So you're I follow always, your stuff. You always. guys are always in the sun and doing something really cool, and I'm sitting there. <laughs> well, if you can't tone it, tan it, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least it doesn't show the, the wrinkles quite, quite as much, right? <laughs> so, tan, tan fat looks what's better. It been, what's fat. it been like down there since uh, Brady announced his retirement down there? Uh, like, what's next? Right. You know? It's like we, we got this jolt of uh, confidence and all that. Now, right. all of a sudden, we're uh, kind of right back where we were. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've got some big plans for Trask. I, I think he's going to be a, a great one, but I'm not sure he's ready yet. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm, I'm sure they're doing some serious shopping right now. Some big names are being talked about. Probably Gronk is going to be back. I, you got to think that he'll probably hang it up. Yeah, you would figure he'd I, walk away, I, I too. I could be wrong, but you got to think he probably will. And then Godwin's got to come back from that ACL, so mm-hmm. he's going to still be out a majority of the season next year, right? Right, you would think. So they got they got some they got some rebuilding to do down they there. They do, but they still have a lot of weapons, too. Yeah. They've got a lot of free agents. So. Yeah. So they're going to, yeah. you know, they really went all out and kept everybody on the team last year, and they made yeah. some big signings and all that but whether or not they can do it again i don't know how do you like bruce arians he's a players coach yeah. from everybody that i talk to everybody loves being in the locker room with him and right. he seems to be a real players coach and that 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 goes a long way yeah obviously he's got some great coordinators and position coaches so i mean as long as you've got that then all right. you got to do is manage the the uh, herd the cats right yeah, we're talking with Randy Grimes, by the way. Longtime Tampa Bay Buccaneer. You do a lot with uh, athletes in recovery right. as well. How's that going? Good. Today. Today's the big day. Oh, this my is goodness. Launch day. Off center, my book. Oh, my goodness. Forward by the coach. You know, you look better with just half a face. But I'm great. Awesome. Coach Dick wrote the forward yeah. board. He's been such an advocate of mine and for a former player, so I'm right. really grateful. That's, that's awesome. But today's the launch day. That's great. That's great. So, okay, let's talk about this. Because you went through all of this mm-hmm. in this book. It, right. Now, what, what exactly is this? Is this, is this your story, or what is this? It is my story. Okay. Uh, you know, I poured my heart out in 234 pages here. But, you know, I also wrote it. Uh, the story, my story runs parallel with a, a fictitious intervention that we're doing. And I took bits and pieces from different interventions that me and Lydia have done over the last 10 or 11 years. Right. And combined them all together, and so it's it's like reading two books at once. Right. But the two stories, uh, you know, they 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 connect with each other all throughout the book. So I'm really proud of it. I think we did a great job, and uh, I'm really happy. For people that don't know, say this is the first time they're ever hearing Randy Grimes on this show. That people don't know what did you go through? 
Well, I was that guy who was willing to do whatever I had to to stay out on the field, and that meant taking handfuls of pain pills every day to yeah. play through the through the well to practice through the injuries and to play through the injuries that I had. Because I wanted to be the best, Bill. I wanted to be the best center. I wanted to be the best. I wanted that next big contract. I wanted to be a pro bowler and all that. Those are ways that right. I justified it. I looked at it like a necessary evil of the league. You know, I'm getting it from team doctors or from team trainers or, yeah. you know, I'm going and getting it out of the drug safe myself because it was never locked, you know. So uh, I just thought that was the culture back then. So I didn't really look at it for what it really was, which was a full-blown addiction that right. really didn't raise its ugly head until after I retired. Because the injuries kept getting worse, the addiction kept getting worse, the tolerance to the medicine kept getting higher. I needed more and more. And for the next 20 plus years, I couldn't, I couldn't get a handle on this thing. And uh, finally, September 22nd, 2009 is when I put my hand up and asked for help. But, you know, the real hero in this book is my wife and my family, people that put up with me because, uh, you know, it got rough there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. When you go through something like that, it's, you kind of really feel alone for a long time, like you can handle it. Especially, I mean, the, in the machismo sport of football. I got this, no problem. You know? warrior, warrior mentality. That's exactly right. right. And a lot of guys go through that. But so, it's also guilt and shame and, yeah. and pride and ego that keeps you from putting Exactly, it yeah. And so how many guys reach out to you or have kind of through people whispered to you, hey, I got an issue? You'd be surprised. You yeah. Know, there's a lot of guys out there suffering in silence for that same reason, pride, yeah. ego, guilt, and shame. And also because they think that they're the only ones going through it. And, you know, that's my job is to get the word out that they're not. You know, there's other guys out there like you. There's hope and right. help. But you got to put your hand up and ask for help. And, you know, that that's the whole point behind Athletes in Recovery, proathletesinrecovery.org. You know, that was the resource. That was the bridge between players and resources. And the work that I do with Athletes in Recovery at White Sands Treatment Center in Tampa uh, working with not only these athletes, but their families, but also anybody, not yeah. just athletes, you know, because addiction affects everybody. You know, it, 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 it doesn't know it doesn't know any boundaries. And uh, everybody has been affected by addiction in some way, no matter where I go and speak. When I ask people to raise their hands, if they've been ad- affected by addiction, every hand goes up. So, you know, I'm here talking about the work I do with athletes, but I'm also here talking about the work I do with everybody at White Sands Treatment Center. So when you look at the the uh, the people that, you know, have reached out to you, what's the first thing you would tell them? I would tell them that, well, first of all, you, that you're not alone. Right. And that there is help and hope, you know. Um, and, and, and to get over the, the ego part of it, the shame part of it, you know, because this happens to good people. Right. And, you know, uh, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of former athletes and their families since all this started back in 2010. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there's nothing to be ashamed about, but you got to have help. You know, yeah. you've got to, you know, I talk a lot about transitional trauma when I didn't have that uniform to put on anymore, when I yeah. didn't have that playbook to look at anymore, when I didn't have that itinerary to go by anymore. I struggled for a long time when I wasn't Randy Grimes, the football player anymore. And that was just throwing gasoline on top of an already raging dumpster fire. That was the addiction. Yeah. So uh, we talk a lot about that, you know, because that's something that guys struggle with. And, and not just athletes, you know, there's veterans, there's uh, first responders, there's executives, you know, when they retire or when they, they leave, whatever it is that they, they, they get their identity from. Mm-hmm. 
they struggle. Right. You know, we as Americans do, do not transition well. Right. You know, we don't do good with change. Yeah. No, I, God knows I know that. <laughs> There's no doubt. What, uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, this is obviously a, a scaled down version of the, probably the last time we saw each other was down in Miami a couple of years ago, right? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Did you go, were you making the rounds last year yeah. in Tampa Bay? Uh, I did, but it was a ghost town. Yeah. I was going to say it was really weird with. That Lance was a shame, and, yeah. too. I was so excited about the Super Bowl being in Tampa. And yeah. it turned out to be a ghost town because right. of COVID. Yeah. This is this is still not back. This, but this no, is but better than what it was. Right. Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of, when they walked through the doors, they were surprised that there was actually this many people here. Yeah. As it continues to get big. This is still not what it was from a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, but we're all excited. You know, next year we're in uh, Phoenix, then Vegas. We finally got a chance to do Vegas. Phoenix and Vegas? Phoenix, Vegas, and then New Orleans. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we got uh, we got one more year. But, yeah, Phoenix New next Orleans year. New Orleans is a good place. New Orleans is Phoenix it, wasn't bad. Fe- I love Phoenix. Love it. Love it. Didn't love it, it rain the whole time? It did. Yeah, it that was weird. Cause it, they had uh, that was uh, Tigers return for the Waste Management Open, and then rain. <laughs> of all things, you know, we had like four days of rain. I remember. I remember yeah. rain. Yeah. And everybody's like looking up, like, what the hell is this? This this <laughs> droplets coming from the sky, and nobody out there knew what the hell it was. You know what I remember about that is I got to hang out with uh, Machete. Oh yeah, yeah, that whole yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo was out there yes, hanging out yes. with us and just walking around yeah, with nothing going yeah, on with a tank top on, you right? Know, just like he just came in off of one of the crews or something, right? Yeah, just <laughs> just kind of hanging out, not doing a whole lot of anything. So, which was kind of neat to see. And uh, who else was walking? Oh, um, Deontay Wilder, the yes. heavyweight champion. Yes, he yes. was walking around with a belt. Nobody knew who the hell he was. <laughs> You know, which was they were they were just kind of sitting there. And we're like, aren't you guys the heavyweight champion of the world and machete? <laughs> yeah, we're just having dinner. Nobody, nobody's bothering us. Sit Don't down, who you sit down and join us. <laughs> who you got in this game? Well, I'm an NFC guy. Yeah. So I got to go with the Rams. Plus, yeah. you know, they're the ones that knocked off my bucks. So I got yeah. to go with the Rams. Were you at that game? I, I, uh, no, I wasn't. Okay. But man, I, I like I like the front line on both sides of the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, I just defense don't know. and offense. I that's just it. I, as much as we can talk about the quarterbacks, I just don't know how they're going to keep Joe Burrow upright. I, I don't either. He got either. crushed in Tennessee. Yeah, it's going to take a lot out of that Bengal offensive line, and I'm not sure they're up to it. Yeah, just because of the talent that's on that. So, uh, what is it? Thursday, we're all getting together. Uh, Mike's party. Yeah, yeah, party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah, that is another reason we're here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's another reason we're all going to. You got any other plans here? Any um, other parties? Well, tonight we're actually going to a steakhouse in Beverly Hills. Oh, nice. Uh, we're going to go over there. They'll for a let bit. you in. Over you in know, there. I'm going to try. I've lied about so much in my life. I have no idea. Well, it's you know? one more, right? Right, I know. And then uh, we got Mike's party on Thursday. Right, I don't right. know what we're doing tomorrow, uh, but then, uh, you know, the, the universal party on Friday. And then we get out of here on Saturday. Mike's going to stay, but we're going to get out of here on Saturday. Yeah, we're going to get out of here Saturday, too. So, so, and then go back and sit in front of a fire somewhere mm-hmm. in cold Wisconsin mm-hmm. and watch the game and fill up on everything that we shouldn't be eating and then start working out again for the for the summer body after right, the day right. after so just stick with the dad body it's it's, <laughs> it's it's still a fad so you know, enjoy it while you can it's 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 fantastic when you're sitting at the bar it's not when you got to hike it from the east garage over to here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's the thing. So it's it's a pain in the ass, without a doubt. It's great to see you, man. Oh, I'm man. so glad Thanks you got here. I was on. looking I forward to it. it. Yeah, I'm glad you came over and kissed my neck. Yeah. Hey, and, pl- and plug the book, man. We need we need. So to the get. book is called, uh, it's forwarded by Mike Ditka. It's just called Randy Grimes Off Center. And you can get it everywhere. Yeah, right? Amazon. Right? Amazon? Yeah. Off Center. That's the name of the book. And it's absolutely 
Sick. I've been talking to Randy for years and years and years, so I know the story in full. But to read it and see it and be able to kind of, you know, take it in at your own absorption is fantastic. Great to see you guys. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you Absolutely. very much. We're going to step away, take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show live in L.A. coming up after this. Always good. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome on, welcome all. Bill Michael Show, broadcasting live here in L.A. And uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Randy Randy Grimes and his beautiful wife Lydia, and uh, for them for coming over to the program. Uh, I love seeing Randy every year. We get a chance to sit down. We we not only. You know, he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and, he, and he's got a ter- tremendous story, and they were so proud last year to be getting the Super Bowl down there, only to see it, uh, as far as the fun and frivolity of it, be kind of ruined by COVID. But uh, standing here and sitting here with his uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers gear on, but also a tremendous story when it comes to recovery and life off the field uh, as to what he went through. It's such an inspirational story. Uh, and still to this day holds true to all of the, all of those beliefs and, and has been able to stay clean, sober, and uh, and really done his due diligence and, and really rebuilt his life. So uh, it is, it's a tremendous book. And, again, right here in my hand, if you're watching on the Bud Light live stream, it is called Off Center by Randy Grimes. Mike Ditka wrote the foreword to it, and it's just a terrific, terrific piece. So if you get a chance, I'm going to go home and read that. Uh, if you get a, Probably on the plane back. But if you get a chance and you're looking for some good read and inspiration, uh, there you go. That's it. It is called Off Center by Randy Grimes. So thanks to him and his wife, Lydia, and everybody for hanging out. But that's kind of what Radio Row is, Ben. Uh, now, I just gave you the update. So here, let me give you the update as to what we got going on. Okay, Gary Myers, writer for Sports Illustrated, going to join us coming up here in about 10 minutes. Uh, we have sometimes in Radio Row and, and such, you have to kind of go with what the actors are doing. And uh, we got our guy, uh, Joe Mantegna, and uh, also Ronnie Merrill are both going to be joining us uh, coming up here uh, at the top of the hour. They're going to be joining us at the top of the hour. And then at the bottom of next hour, about 45, 50 minutes from now, uh, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, is going to be here. So we got it all mapped out. We've rescheduled, we've rescheduled everything. Mike Clemens joining us back hey, over here Gary at the table. Is Myers in the house? Because I, uh, I really want to talk to him. Uh, do, do you? Was well, he owe well, you money? No, just all the years that he covered the Giants and the Jets and the Giants, you know, with Eli when they went to the Super Bowl. And then he left the newspaper because, you know, they got troubles with newspapers. I think Gary's going to be on the cell phone. Or, you know, okay, for, for uh, Sports Illustrated. And then, um, uh, and, you know, Gary was the guy who 15, 20 years ago when they had Inside the NFL on HBO, he was like really the first NFL insider, you know, besides just having a play-by-play guy and an analyst who was probably a former player. Right. This is the guy that they said, hey, let's bring in this newspaper guy yeah. and have him really sort of break down what's going on with contracts and everything like that. Then they got Peter King involved right. as a writer, and it just kind of opened up. It showed that, that fans wanted more depth on what's really going on with the operations and and now that obviously that industry has just exploded. Right. Gary's one of the first guys that did that. Yeah, it's uh, he's got a great story, and like you said, he's got a ton of experience with the NFL. We're going to talk with him everything about all of that. everything. So that's all that's all coming up. I'm, I'm a lot of people looking forward to hearing from Jeff- Justin Jefferson. Packers fans looking forward to hearing from Justin Jefferson. So 
Good stuff there. Uh, by the way, Ryan says, love the Mike Westhoff interview. I really like our new hire, but can we figure out how, how to hire Mike as a consultant? Uh, and, and, again, if you're just tuning us in, Mike Westhoff, he uh, had, had coached for numerous teams in the NFL and was a special teams coordinator. He was very blunt. I mean, basically in saying, look, what I looked at with the Green Bay Packers, that was, uh, that was messed up. That, that was problematic before they even took the field. Uh, it was more scheme than it was just guys. And he said, you know, you have to have both. But, yeah, there was, he said, that's a problem. So uh, for him to come out, and he said, I don't even need to go to the film. That was screwed up. That cost him the game. And uh, he was he was very open and honest about it. Now he's not in the league anymore, so he can be. But uh, so a lot of people really liked what he had to say. So uh, some good stuff, good stuff there. Who else is running around here? Did you notice anybody else running around here, Mike? Yeah, I was just looking at uh, Mike Silver. You know, oh, okay, been yeah, longtime writer for Sports Illustrated uh, and uh, NFL Network, and now he's uh, his Twitter blogging. page has him and Aaron Rodgers walking off the field talking. Well, he he's a he's a San Francisco guy. Yeah. So he followed Aaron when he was at Cal. Right. You know. So he's a great writer. Yeah. He's uh he's walked around the building today too, and it's he's got to do a network spot over there. But he said he'd pop over because he's been on the show every right. year. Right. Yeah. Michael's been great to us. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he's you know he's always got a pretty good pulse for what's going on with some of those right. things from what the players and the agents are you know what right. Their beef is with the team or the league. So, right. Yeah, he's good. So we got all of that going on, and it's a buzz. Uh, it's 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 a better buzz. Are you surprised about, you know, compared to what it was last year? Obviously, last year was a ghost town. But are you kind of surprised that we're starting to get – this is this is only pretty day, busy for day two. Yeah, this is only day two. And I it, it, everyone is trying to get back into, um, you know, the – it's not easy to cover a Super Bowl. It's not easy to get credentialed. It's not easy to get past the security. It's right. not easy to get into the city. Right. It's not easy to find a place oh, to the stay. Cities, yeah. All the, all, you know, the logistics are always a challenge wherever market that the game is being held on. And there's, and you know, there's always changeover in the media industry. So you've got some people here with their crews, you know, five or six. They usually group come, you know, different stations, different networks come with a group of five or six. And some of these people have never done this. And they're right. coming to people like you and saying, hey, how do I do this? Uh, right. Yeah, we've got a lot of that, too, going on. Hey, a, a couple of things that Mike mentioned. One is, uh, which reminded me, we sat down last night, our first edition. We just called it Live from L.A. Live from L.A. is up. The podcast is up. It's about a half an hour long. Myself, Erica, Kristen, Mike, we literally sat down last night and had a few beverages in our hand, and we just let it fly. Language, everything. Just let it fly. Yeah, we I'm just not basically, proud of it. I'm, yeah, I'm not really proud It's one of your best pieces, by the way. No, I'm just not proud You were eating chili. You toasted with chili. I'm not proud. <laughs> so, not, not just proud. see how we he sat- responds to the load. Yes, uh, yeah, there you go. Pretty he, much. He had the chili last night. So uh, anyway, that being said, if you want to go take a listen to it, take a listen to it. Just kind of behind the scenes, what it is we do and kind of the stuff that we BS about when we're sitting uh, at, down at the table at night before we all venture off to our rooms and do our work and go to bed and that kind of stuff. So uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, our first installment. We're going to do it again coming up tomorrow night, and then we'll do one more coming up on Friday. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You can upgrade right now. Upgrading with your home uh, and an energy-efficient Pella Windows and Doors. You can do that dramatic effect on heating and cooling costs right now. And you see Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offer some of the most energy-efficient replacement windows in the industry. And you can do this. Pella Wisconsin makes it easy with different financing choices to fit almost anybody's budget through the end of the month. You can even choose up to 24 months, no payments, and no interest, 
or up to $1,125 off a swinging or sliding patio door. Take your choice. When it comes to choices, Pella offers six full lines from luxurious wood, affordable vinyl, sleek yet sturdy impervia. That's ten times stronger than Fibrex, all that kind of good stuff. Check them out right now. Go to PellaWI.com. That's P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Stay tuned. Gary Myers. Speaking in the airport, Cincinnati Bengals touching down at LAX one hour from now. There we go. Gary Myers joining us next on the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Rams and the Bengals reviewing the game plan and holding press conferences at the Super Bowl. The Bill Michaels Show broadcasting live all week from the NFL Media Headquarters here in Los Angeles for Super Bowl 56. In Green Bay, the Packers' Robert Tunyon rehabbing a torn ACL. Mercedes Lewis turns 38 this year, so the team has signed Elise Mack, drafted out of Notre Dame in 2019, who discussed his role at tight end for the New Orleans Saints. Being an all-around player, I line up in the backfield. I had to know the, the one uh, receiver out on the boundary. I had to know what the slot was doing. Um, so I, I did it all. I'm, a, I'm an all-around tight end. Now here at the Super Bowl, Rams wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. talked about the long road after struggling with the Giants, the Browns, before making the move to L.A. It's been tough. It's been a rough since 2017, you know, shattering your ankle, busting your ass, coming back time and time again, and just things just never, you know, went the way that I would like. And, and like I keep talking about, it just was that faith, never doubting or or not believing in yourself that, that makes this, you know, very special for me to, to be able to have an opportunity to play in a Super Bowl. You sacrifice it all just for these moments. I know the opportunity that's at hand. I don't take it lightly. Uh, I'm just going to find a way to get my very best game for one more game. Meanwhile, last night in Cincinnati... 30,000 fans attending a pep rally inside Paul Brown Stadium chanting MVP for quarterback Joe Burrow. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor on the growing popularity of his young quarterback. He's made a statement on on our youth around the city and probably around the country. You know, there's going to be a lot of kids emulating him. And and, uh, I would imagine nine, ten months from now, um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of young babies around this league named Joe as well. So that's the impact he's had on Cincinnati. I can promise you that. That's Bengals head coach Zach Taylor in Los Angeles. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael Show. All hey, I'm glad to have you, Bill Michael Show. We're live here in LA inside. The uh, L.A. Convention Center. That's where you can find us. And uh, joining us now on the line is uh, our friend Gary Meyer. Uh, Gary, how you doing, pal? Appreciate you joining us. Hey, Bill. How are you? How are things in L.A.? We are well, we're warm. That's good news, considering uh, we left and it was one degree in Wisconsin. But we're here without the Green Bay Packers, unfortunately. Um, you tell me, for outside looking in, how big of an opportunity loss was this? Anytime you're the number one seed and you don't have to leave home to get to the Super Bowl and you don't take advantage of it, um, that's bad. And it's two years in a row now that the Packers have, um, you know, blown these great opportunities. And whether this was Aaron Rodgers' last year 
in Green Bay or not, um, the Packers and Packer fans knew that the window was getting a lot smaller for them to take advantage of Rodgers unless he's planning on playing in Green Bay, you know, until he's 44 like Tom Brady did in, in Tampa. But, um, yeah, I mean, something is missing there, you know, just from, again, you, you know, you cover the – you follow the Packers a lot more closely than I do, but I see them enough to know that um, – Aaron Rodgers just isn't the same player in the postseason that he is in the regular season, and I don't—I don't think I'm being critical, or I, I just think that's an objective view that he's—he's he's on his own level in the regular season, and then when it comes to the playoffs, he—he's he, just not even close, and I think that's borne out by his playoff record. With all of the discussion about well, special teams failed them. Then a, a, right. a year ago, it uh, was the cough-up of the football by Aaron Jones, and the defense didn't hold down the stretch, and the penalties by Kevin King, and then the touchdown mm-hmm. before half. And then you go back to 2014 when they lost all different ways in Seattle, and then they got dump-trucked by the running game in San Francisco. And they didn't belong in the NFC Championship game in Atlanta, but nevertheless, they got beat there too. It starts to add up, and, and it went from being all the different excuses to – no, you really are. Now you got to start looking at Aaron, at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and I've referred to this statistic numerous times. There's been nine drives in the fourth quarter in playoff games in which it was six points or less. They could have either tied or won ball games, and they've only scored on one of those drives. I mean, at some point when you watch Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and everybody else do their thing, you're kind of waiting for Aaron Rodgers to do his, right? Well, Bill, watching that San Francisco Green Bay playoff game a few weeks ago, and they went right down the field and scored on them. I'm thinking this is going to be like a 35-7 game because I knew that the 49ers weren't going to be able to score a lot in that game. And, and that was the last we really saw the Green Bay offense the rest of the game. I mean, how do you possibly explain something like that when you have an all-time great quarterback playing for you that he just takes them right down the field and then there's nothing else the rest of the game? I mean, that's that's just unforgivable as far as I'm concerned And um I, I just, you know, when you look at uh, the end of the era in New Orleans with, with Sean Payton leaving now a year after Drew Brees and everybody saying how they've underachieved by only winning, only getting to and then winning one Super Bowl during the more than a decade that they were together, like 15 years. And then you look at the Packers going from one Hall of Fame quarterback to the other and nobody in between. And since Brett got there, what was that, 1992? Uh, yeah, through this season, you know, they, they get to three Super Bowls and win two of them with, you know, two of the all-time greats, arguably two of the top ten quarterbacks in NFL history. You want to talk about a team that's underachieved. I mean, it's the Packers. Gary, it's Mike Clemens. I had a chance to talk to you at the press room uh, when we were in Minneapolis at Mall of America. I think you were there with your son that year. You've been oh, so yeah, great yeah. for th- so great for the league uh, in covering it, even back to the inside the NFL. And you know, talking about the behind-the-scenes, you were one of the first guys to do that, to take that newspaper angle and bring it to mm-hmm. broadcasting. We've always appreciated that. So I think of guys like you when a story like this comes up. This is the year that the NFL gets into sports books and sports betting. And you know, they got the PSAs with Steve Mariucci on their own NFL network, like, let's do this smartly. And at the same right. time, you have these allegations out of Miami that an owner is telling his coach to, you know, I'll pay a hundred grand a game if you lose it, so we can get the next pick. I mean, the, the timing couldn't be worse 
as the league gets to that next level for that revenue stream, right? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that the league has really stressed and why they ran so scared of gambling all these years is the integrity of the game. And uh, that's why they put an injury report so that nobody has inside information on who's playing, who's not. And as long as the teams are honest about it, then it's a level playing field. Um, but what's, what's going on now, I mean, I, I can tell you that when the NFL Network started, there was some sentiment by some of the higher-ups, not in the league office, but people who were running the network, that they want to have it based in Las Vegas because they envisioned it as a sports and entertainment-type network where um, they would get plenty of those high-profile guests that would make their way through Vegas, uh, you know, at, at the different hotels and whatnot, and combine that with sports. And, and the reaction from the league office was, that is the one city we will never put the NFL Network. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, and, and I that remember that. Like 2000, yeah, that was like 2002 or 2003. Now look at it two decades later. The NFL has an official, you know, sports book partner. Um, it's just when they realized they couldn't beat them, they they not not only joined them but they monetized them. And yeah, if the one thing the NFL is terrific at, it's it's finding new revenue streams. And I, I will say this about Brian Flores' um, accusation about Steve Ross. It's hard without having having any inside any inside knowledge of any conversations that did or did not take place. You sit there and say objectively, how can Brian Flores just where would that come from? Unless it was true, you just don't you can't make that stuff up. It's just so outrageous. An owner paying a coach to lose games, a hundred thousand dollars to lose games. You know how can he possibly make that up? So. My first inclination is somehow this is true. <clears throat> and then you hear Steve Ross, excuse me, his vehement denial. And Steve Ross, you know, has, has been a billionaire businessman and he's well respected within the league. He's not done a good job with the Dolphins, but he's such a vehement denial. You say, well, if it's really, if it's not true and, he, he, and he's denying it so vehemently, how could it possibly be true? So, in the one right. hand, you're going, how can Flores make that up? How can Ross deny that so vehemently well the bottom line to this is somebody's lying yeah and i really hope the nfl puts every all effort and whatever money it takes to find out who's telling the truth in this one because if flores is lying any chance he's had to be a head coach in the nfl uh again i would certainly think would be damaged if he's lying about a, an owner and if 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 Ross is lying and he actually didn't offer this money, not only sh should he be fined and not only should he be suspended, but he should be thrown out of the league. Completely agree. Gary, it's great to talk to you real quick in about a 30-minute synopsis or 30-second synopsis. Who you got in the game uh, coming up on Sunday and why? You know, my heart is with the Bengals because they built this the right way and they've given every team that's been down uh, hope. If you make the right draft choices and you have a franchise quarterback sitting there that you can take like Joe Burrow. You don't have to go out and try a super, buy a Super Bowl like the Rams have done. So, um, And I think the Bengals have an excellent chance to win this game. I'm just not all that impressed with the Rams overall. So I'm, I'm picking the Bengals in a really an exciting high-scoring game, something like 31-27. And if I can just mention this, I know we didn't talk about Brady, but um, 
with Brady's recent retirement, my Brady versus Manning book has kind of taken on a new life. And so anybody who's interested in reading about Tom and, and the great competition he had with, with Peyton Manning, it's, it's available at Amazon and any place else you want to get a book. The Belichick book's awesome, too, Gary. Thank you, pal. There you go, Gary Myers. <laughs> I didn't write the Belichick book. If that's what he didn't write the it. Belichick book, and he said, well, thank you. There you go. Uh, so you got Brady versus Manning. By all means, get the book. Gary Myers, appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you soon. Take thank you, buddy. There you go. Gary Myers joining us for a couple of minutes. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're coming back. Let's go, Hollywood. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Another hour yet to go. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.